0: to the wise man's page the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's the wise man's fear page by page this is page 733 there was a shadow of movement on the edge of my vision as someone sat down across the table from me I felt my mood lighten at least one person was brave enough to visit the barbarian someone was kind enough to comfort me or at least curious enough to come and talk. Lifting my head, I saw Carsette's lean, scarred face. She set her wide wooden plate down across from me. "'How do you like our town?' she said quietly, her left hand resting on the surface of the table. Her gestures were different as we were sitting, but I could still recognize curious and polite. To anyone watching, it would seem like we were having a pleasant conversation. How do you like your new teacher? She thinks as I think, that you do not belong. I chewed another mouthful of chicken and swallowed, mechanically, not looking up. Concern. I heard you cry out, she continued softly. She spoke slower now, as if talking to a child. I wasn't sure if it was meant as an insult or to ensure I understood her. It was like a tiny bird. I took a drink of warm goat's milk and wiped my mouth. The motion of my arm pulled my shirt across the welt on my back, stinging like a hundred wasps. Was it a cry of love? She asked, making a gesture I didn't recognize. Did Vachette embrace you? Does your cheek bear the mark of her tongue? I took a bit of pudding. It wasn't as sweet as I remembered. Carsette took a bite of her own pudding. Everyone gambles on when you will leave, she continued, still speaking slow and low for my ears only. I have two talents wagered that you will not last a second day. If you leave in the night, as I hope, I win silver. If I am wrong and you stay, I win in bruises and listening to your cries. Stay. I looked up at her. You speak as a dog barks, I said, with no end, with no sense. I spoke quietly enough to be polite, but not so quietly that my voice didn't reach the ears of everyone sitting close to us. I know how to make a soft voice, carry. We-ruh invented the stage whisper. I saw her face flush, making the pale scars on her jaw and eyebrow stand out. I looked down and continued to eat, the very picture of calm unconcern. It's tricky insulting someone with a different culture. But I'd choose my words carefully based on things I'd heard Tempe say. If she responded in any way, it would only seem to prove my point. I finished the rest of my meal slowly and methodically, imagining I could feel the rage rolling off her like waves of heat. This small battle, at least, I could win. It was a hollow victory, of course, but sometimes you have to take what you can get. And that's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana.
1: I'm Jeremy. This really is giving me, like, Ambrose and Hem vibes. The combination of, like, Jerk who has no power over you directly, but is of higher social rank, who is friends with jerk who does have direct power over you. It's a it's like a classic you know school tales kind of setup for an antagonist, and it's not even the first relationship of that kind that Quoth has had. The stakes are different because it's not just Quoth's academic life that's at stake here. It's it's also like Tempe's. Future in this community, but the the relationship is familiar, which I think is interesting,
2: much like many of the other ancillary characters and many of the ancillary women in this read, I'm going to try to keep an eye on Carceret and like figure out what her deal is. I don't remember if we are ever told why she is so resentful of of Quoth's presence, it might be something that's mentioned, but if it is, I don't recall, and it doesn't seem to come up much in the discourse around the book.
0: I think that it's possible that maybe like Carceret made it probably made an assumption based on the fo- fact that Quoth was a barbarian, and then didn't want to back down even if there was a chance that her opinion might change.
2: Like, rather <laughs> than that's...
0: bothering to get to know him, she was like, "This is my decision, and I'm going for it."
2: I think that's likely, and that is human nature. There's a lot of people. Today, who have hitched their horses to bad wagons and uh, refused to acknowledge that they made bad decisions, despite evidence to the contrary. I I know Jeremy will disagree with me, but I believe that in a piece of fiction like this, there needs to be—not that there need to be—but like I am always looking for a bit more of a textual reason for characters to behave the way they do. I I have like a—I don't know how to what to call this—a rule or something like an assumption. Um, but in in when i like a piece of fiction or at least like when i look at a well what i think it to be a well-written piece of fiction there is never just like a character who's there a character is always there to like add something or to accomplish something or to represent something that is something that i'm looking for in in this read in particular at times it doesn't ring true is when the character is there to like Have something happen for another character like that's why I think people talk about fridging in a negative way because it like is it doesn't take I don't know it doesn't feel like a a honest or respectful use of a character to have them exist in the book to like help another character learn a lesson book or movie or whatever. It's the same with like Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Uh weird that a lot of these uh, tend to be women, huh? But uh I think in like a good piece of fiction, characters exist like not just to help another character get somewhere, but to like add something to the story. This has been a long-winded way of, of me saying that and that I'm looking for what exactly it is that Carcerette is here to do. Even if she is just sort of like the voice of the slice of academic uh, ademic population who don't care for Quoth's presence. Uh, it just seems like she's the only one, kind of. Like, there aren't any other loud, outspoken Adam who tell Kvothe to his face that he sucks and he should die.
0: Well, I think culturally, they're not really the kind of group of people who would do that. But if we look at who we have met from this culture, there's essentially four, right? You've got uh, Carcere,t Vachette uh Shaheen and Tempi and when you look at those four people who right now are kind of our only representation of this culture two out of the four so 50% really don't like Quoth, and then the then Tempi likes Quoth, but uh Shaheen still feels the need to like test him out to see whether or not he's worthy and so based on that Were we to make assumptions, although we shouldn't, but were we to make assumptions, we could say that, like, based on this group of four, perhaps it is the norm in this culture not to really like barbarians, especially considering they call them barbarians.
1: Jordana, you're raising a really compelling point, and I want to jump off of it, if I may. I think that the difference between, like, good representation of a culture and bad representation of a culture in fiction is the extent to which that culture is depicted as a monolith. And I think that Rothfuss has very cleverly, once we're introduced to Adem plural as opposed to Tempe singular, we are given four different characters with very different personalities and very different attitudes towards Quoth. And there's like, a, as Jordana points out, there's kind of a spectrum. And I think that is meant to illustrate that, yes, not all Adem think the same way. They have this, like, culturally, there is this kind of Reserved closed offness, they are secretive, they are protective of their culture, but that can express itself in different ways, right? Like Shaheen's attitude is yes, I am like a safe keeper and guardian of my culture. So I want to make sure that this guy, Quoth, is like worthy of learning what we have to teach and that he's not going to misuse it. And I'm not going to be quite as trusting as Tempe because I can see the danger in it. But I also think it's a thing worth exploring and I think that he might prove worthy. Whereas Carceret sees him and makes a snap judgment, right? Carceret is like, this guy is a barbarian therefore he can never be worthy he sucks and I hate him. And then Vachette, as we will see has a somewhat more complicated ambivalent relationship to teaching Foth. She isn't quite the bigot that she makes herself out to be in the previous scene and Carceret thinking that Vashet is on her side is probably less right than she'd like to think. Vashet is is kind of a midpoint between Shaheen and Carceret on the spectrum of uh, of willingness to accept the outsider, and I think that we'll see that going forward. So I think that the purpose that Carceret serves in the story is to illustrate that aspect of of any culture that that is kind of protective of itself and kind of insular. Like every culture has its, its bigots and it's people who think that, you know, our ways are our ways and we shouldn't share them with other people and other people are to be regarded with suspicion and, and scorn. But because she is one character out of four, three of whom are women and one are men. I think that Rothfuss neatly, you know, he's done the work to avoid saying, all ADEM are like this, and all ADEM women are like this.
0: I'm, I'm waiting for a Nick thought.
1: No, I'm inclined to agree. I don't think that, like,
2: all Adam behave a certain way. I just feel like Carceret is... I want
1: a more concrete motivation for her.
0: You want more reasoning behind why Yeah, culture?
1: exactly. <laughs> I think we can understand that reasoning in everything that we have been given to understand about ADEM culture, both from... From Tempe and from what Quoth thinks he already knows. I think that, like, in some sense, she's there to illustrate, like, the closest thing to the stereotype of the, like, secretive, xenophobic ADEM that exists. None of these people conform exactly to the prejudices that outsiders have against the ADEM, but Carceret is kind of, like, the closest, but... I think that when you think about the ADEM's perspective on things, like they are a secretive martial culture who has a lot of pride in their philosophy that even for like Tempe doesn't think he's better than other people, but from the way he talks about the difference between civilized people and barbarians, you get the sense that he was brought up to believe that the ADEM are the only civilized people in the world.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of disagree with you in that. I think. Tempe like does believe that he's better than all the barbarians, but he's like polite enough not to go lording it around. Whereas Carceret has no such compunction,
1: exactly. And and Tempe says like it's not your fault you're a barbarian, right? Like yes, I'm better than you, but like that doesn't make you a bad person. You just don't know any better. You're like a dog. Whereas Carceret <laughs> is like it is your fault that you don't know any better. I was born better than you. That's kind of the the difference. Right? Like she is mean about it and thinks it gives her the right to think of herself as superior whereas i think that tempe and shaheen to the extent that they do believe that the adem are are better i don't know that i think that they do but even if they do believe that they are civilized enough not to like hold it against kvothe and they don't believe that because they were born in a like they are better and because he was born outside he'll never be as good right they think he could learn well, some of them do. When I say they, I mean Shaheen and Tempe. I know, and like
2: you raise a really interesting point, actually. Like I wanna I wanna springboard off of that point, which is that this kind of reveals a deeper prejudice about edemic culture that doesn't really get explicitly talked about in the text of the book, which is like are we genetically superior? Are we like simply by virtue of being edemric edemra and like following the lathani are we inherently better or can we bring people into it can we welcome in outsiders is it like a is it a philosophy we talked a little bit more about like what would happen if they became militant conversionists you know and how interesting and potentially frightening that would be this has really interesting implications that i think the book doesn't totally dive into apart
1: from the fact that that's explicitly what shaheen says she says, some believe that the barbarians can't learn, that there's no point in trying to teach them. And I don't believe that. I believe that it would be better if we tried.
2: Right. And how interesting that quote seems to be the, the tester child for this, that no one else has ever been inducted into a before.
1: Well, we don't even know that. For sure. <laughs> no, we don't. Shaheen, Shaheen doesn't say no one has ever tried this before. She says, I we, I think we should try to do it more often which kind of implies that it has been tried before.
0: We have uh, no confirmation either way.
1: It just doesn't seem that likely that Quoth is the only person from the Commonwealth to ever cross the Stormwall and try and learn a little bit about Adem culture. That's just that, if that was true, he would be a Mary <laughs> Sue, and I don't believe that he is, therefore it can't be true.
2: Well, also, Elodin speaks Ademic, so... Well, well precisely. In there and
1: learns the and knows the language, right. Cool the simple fact that people in the Commonwealth know anything at all about a even if a lot of it is kind of like garbled and, and like prejudiced means that they must've had some kind of cultural contact.
2: Indeed. Well, I'm ready to move on. I don't know about y'all. Anything else you want to,
0: uh, I'm good.
1: Anything else you want to ch- cover? Only that I think Vasha, I mean, sorry, Carceret's cruelty is really delicious on this page. Like she's really like laying it on thick. Oh, poor baby. Did you get hurt? Did you get hurt? Is that a little love bite? And how much obvious pleasure she's taking in his suffering. And then him using everything that he's learned about Adam culture to lay the best burn he can on her is really like satisfying and delightful. It reminds me a little bit of, it's not quite the same, but it reminds me a little bit of, of Antonio Bandera's character in the 13th warrior revealing to the Vikings that he has been that he has picked up enough of their language to know they're talking about him and to tell them to quit it. Yeah, anyway, it's delightful.
2: Cool.
1: Yes, we are delighted.
2: And we'll delight you further with more japery on tomorrow's episode of Page what? The the Wh- Wh-